Was that a fine set of music? Man, it was, I know. Uh, Miss Abby Posner is our guest today, and you heard emergency use only just right there before I cut in. And uh, before that was Darkest Hours off of Second Chances and uh, Night Train. We started off the top of the hour with, and uh, I think we got you on there, don't we, Miss Abby? You sure do. How you doing? I'm awesome. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my Lord. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, this is I'm so appreciative, uh, and I know I want to welcome you to our Sweethearts and Badasses of Americana and Beyond, and it's so cool that you actually fit every single category. You're a sweetheart, a badass, Americana, and beyond. Wow, that's like the the triple threat. You Well, you're like a freaking quadruple threat with your, <laughs> we will get into all that. But yes, you, you have, you've hit all, all, checked all the boxes. Um, oh wow! Well, I'm so I'm so happy. I mean, even just meeting you in Nashville was was a real pleasure. So I'm just happy to be on the show. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is what probably one of the quick, quickest turnarounds I've ever had from contacting an artist like directly and getting you on the show. So this is really exciting for us too. Uh, before we awesome. get into our little chat, I do want to give listeners a little context before we jump in. If that's all right, mm-hmm. we uh, have Miss Abby Posner is has a very, very impressive resume. She's a graduate of the California Institute of Arts. She's been a working musician for 18 years in L.A. Uh, as I understand it, you can play about any instrument you get your hands on. Uh, she's composed and produced music for commercials, TV, films, radio shows all over the world. She's appeared in two episodes of Glee on season four, four playing banjo and guitar. She's also scored music for multiple films while playing and touring all over the U.S. In 2019, she played banjo and sang Wagon Wheel as a featured principal role in Bank of America's ad campaign for the Ken Burns PBS country music documentary. And as she just mentioned just recently, had two appearances at Americana Fest, her own showcase on that Thursday, and then I caught her on Friday at the California Country Show and if y'all get a chance to catch her live, uh, that's what sold me. I, I enjoyed Second Chances, a recording. Um, played it, listened to it, loved it. But, man, when I caught Abby live, just blew my socks off. Very, very dynamic performer. And um, uh, how was Americana Fest for you? Oh, well, first of all, thank you for that. That means a lot. Um, Americana Fest was incredible it was uh i think it's one of the most amazing festivals in the u.s you get to meet so many talented artists while you're there you get to connect with um you know americana fans people that really love roots music and are you know diehard uh listeners and uh supporters of the art and um you know industry folks are running around as well but i think that the best part of it is just meeting people like you and people that are, you know, real, real lovers of music. So, so we had a blast, you know, I flew half my band out. I got to play with um, a couple local folks as well. So it was kind of half Nashville folks, half LA folks in my band. Um, and, and we just, we had a blast. Awesome. It is a lot of fun. I think that's one of the aspects that I've enjoyed is that, um, especially being a fan slash in the industry, cause I'm really more of a fan. <laughs> Um, that it's, it's so, you're, y'all are so accessible and, you know, you don't Thank get that you. at, at some of the venues and the shows and, the, especially the big old auditoriums and, you know, those huge venues. So this is so up close and personal and, 
Um, mm-hmm. Just a note, when I came back, it struck me how, like, every, almost all the showcases I caught, the audience were listening. Yeah. Like, they yeah. were there to see that show. Talking yeah. to chat was a minimum, and I get back here, and, you know, in normal life, and I, I, I was so spoiled, and I looked around, I was like, would you all shut up? This is, you know, uh, so it's, it's a, it's a treat, uh, as a music fan. So I want to encourage anybody who's ever thought about it, uh, see if you can make that happen because it is so worth it. And I'm, I'm glad you had experience. It does sound a lot, a lot of fun kind of mashing up the Nashville folk with your folk. And Oh yeah. man, it was a treat. And, and like you said, I think that, uh, the thing that makes this festival extremely special is the fact that people are there to, absorb the music you know a lot of a lot of and no you know uh, i'm not trying to bash other music festivals we play all kinds of venues and festivals but a lot of festivals people are there to kind of get wasted and you know scream over the the music Uh you know but this this is a real music appreciators festival and uh therefore it 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 made us it filled our hearts up after we left and we we just got we got back and we felt uh you know really motivated and inspired by awesome. everybody there. That is really cool. Um, you know, I've, I've been digging around and I was not able to find a whole lot on your formative years. And I know, I believe you're originally from Colorado. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. I'm from a, a, a small mountain town, fairly small mountain town called Evergreen, uh, right outside of Denver. No, no way. An hour outside of the city. Yep. Yep. Oh, are you... We played the little bear probably in their little. Oh my goodness, I love Evergreen. Yeah, yeah, the little bear is a fight. So you know Evergreen. That's, oh, that's very well. Yeah, little bear. Little bear is like a country club slash motorcycle club. You know, I was too young to oh. play the club when I was living there because I moved. I moved to LA when I was about uh, eighteen. Oh, uh, but I, I'm very familiar with with the little bear. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just caught and, a uh, caught an act there uh, last time I was there, and it was. Um, like in the middle of the afternoon on a Sunday or something, and it was cool because it was more of a singer-songwriter, so that's why I thought, well, maybe you slid into one of them slots, but you were only 18. So you mean- I was I was young. I was young, and, you know, I'm, I've, I've only toured through Denver maybe a handful of times since I moved to L.A., and it's, it's mostly been in, in the city that I've played. So how did you get from Colorado to L.A.? I mean, so you- I, I, did, uh, I did move out here to go to college, uh, like you mentioned before, I, I went to California Institute of the Arts and I studied music um, right out of high school and uh, jumped into a multi-instrumentation slash composition program at Cal Arts that was just magical and um, it was an incredible opportunity for me to, to you know kind of push myself musically and uh, challenge myself in my craft a bit more. And so I studied at Cal Arts, and then right right after I graduated, I, I started working as a musician. I started teaching lessons. I think a lot of a lot of musicians go; they study music, and then they're like, "Oh no, what do I do? How do I make money? Uh, how do I survive?" Right? And so I jumped right into teaching, um, pretty much right out of the gate, and that opened up a lot of opportunities for me. Um, you know, meeting folks that are also musicians that were students of mine, and I busked on the Third Street Promenade with my band. <laughs> we made enough money to make our first record, and then we started playing locally. And that's kind of how I got my start. All right. Well, so you said about instruments. How many instruments do you play? 
Um, I would say I've, I've done the, the, the counting. It's, it's <laughs> roughly 12. I'd say 12 <laughs> instruments. <laughs> I mean, it kind of, it's funny because it fluctuates where there's like a lot of different percussion, you know, like there's, there's so many different types of percussive instruments that are kind of thrown in there. But I would say, I would say 12. Yeah. <laughs> are there any that you're itching to play, learn how to play and uh, have your sights on? Oh, that's but a you great haven't? question. Yeah, I, you know, I ask, I have a lot of regrets about not learning um, violin and trumpet. I really, those are the two that I really wish I played. I don't do a lot of bowed instruments. You know, I, I actually bow my guitar from time to time, um, but I don't play any bowed instruments and I don't play any brass. Okay. Well, hell, you're only, mm -hmm. what, 30-something. You There's plenty of time for that. You Girl, I just turned 40. I just turned 40 like two weeks ago. Can oh, you believe it? Hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it either. I'm still processing saying it out loud, but I'm <laughs> I'm a proud 40-year-old. Awesome. Yeah, 40 is a new 20, and so there's plenty of time to learn the, the fiddle and the and the trumpet and any brass thing you want. I, I, I think you got the chops. Uh, oh, what thank I've you. I don't know her. if I have time, but I would like to at some point. Yeah, time. time. There's always that. Uh, speaking of time, I want to jump right into Second Chances. Um, first of all, congratulations. It was released on August 11th. And I'm wondering, you know, how the reception's been, if there's certain songs that resonate more with different audiences more than others and maybe ones that you perform, you enjoy performing more than others. Uh, yeah. How's the reception? It's It's been really wonderful. Um, you know, the thing that I... I feel grateful for about this record is that it is a multi-genre album. Mm -hmm. So I, I wanted to make something that was uh, kind of offered a little bit of something to everyone, if that makes sense. Yes. I wanted to make something accessible. If you like punk rock, there's a little bit of punk rock on there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you like Americana and country, there's, there's some of that sprinkled in, you know, if you like some of the, my favorite artists or Elliot Smith and, um, Iron and Wine and mm -hmm. Bonnie Bear and some more modern folk artists. Um, that's there's quite a bit of that in there. So it's been interesting to hear the reception because a lot of people, uh, it's it's all over the board. It's, it's it's literally someone will say, "I really love uh, Second Chances," or "If You Want to Love," and then someone else will say the one good thing. So I think it's whatever resonates for um, for for folks. Gotcha. And and mm -hmm. so in that way, you're probably again kind of checking off a lot of boxes for folks. Um, you know, we. I, I hope to. I hope to. That's that's a goal of mine. I, I don't want to ever put myself in a box or put my audience in a box. Yeah. I want I want to you know grab the attention of the 75 year old lady in Nebraska or perhaps the queer the queer kid that's 14 in Florida. You know, like I yeah. I really want to speak to humans uh, in general. That's yeah. my that's my Hogel. And I think, oh, I know, um, so we, I did have, a, my intention was to close with Darkest Hours. We ended up playing that second. And um, what I caught uh, is, is some fabulous blues riffs. Like, you can play the blues, like, and that's, I want to make sure I kind of pick some things that showcased, first of all, your guitar chops and the blues, which is Darkest Hours, and kind of not trained degree, too. Um, yep. And you said you played almost all the instruments. I know you mixed and produced it on your own, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> I played every instrument you hear except for three songs. 
So uh, <laughs> Darkest Darkest Hours is, is my band. We did one take with that in the studio. Simple Life is my band, and uh, Night Train is my band. But everything else you hear on the record is me mixing, playing everything, singing everything, the drums, the bass, the, the Runs the gamut. <laughs> wow. What, what was yeah. that process like for you? I mean, and what was it like the timeline from beginning to end? Well, you know, this album is interesting because it um, it was a uh, healing record. I, I went through a very traumatic breakup. Um, and the only way that I really knew how to process that was to make art and um, to survive in that. Uh, in the construct of that. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, when people ask me how I did it and the timeline of that, it's a little bit of a blur because I was so deep in grief. And, um, I, you know, I almost look at this album as uh, stitching and sewing the, the wounds together oh. because I was, I was really um, suffering quite a bit. And uh, these songs were the stitches that, that helped me to heal. Wow. Isn't that, that's amazing to me how many artists we speak with where they can make such a beautiful thing out of such such a beautiful work of art out of so much pain. As, as and I think that historically that's what, what art has, has been yeah. for people, you yeah, know. Yeah. It's been it's been the salve, it's been the the um kind of warmth and light that, that we that we cling to on this earth. Yeah. Uh it, it it's been my greatest uh companion and uh it has been my uh stability to be honest. Yeah. I even yeah. noticed in um, Kisby Brain, well, I should mention for those landlocked folks here in the Midwest, I mean, heck, I was a lifeguard. I didn't even know it was called a Kisby Ring. Um, <laughs> but that round, you know, life-saving device, <laughs> uh, life-saving <laughs> device, literally. Uh, so folks know Kisby Ring, um, your last album before Second Chances. And it seemed to me, I, I heard in that really an overarching theme of healing and acceptance yes. and support was so that's been your intention or, or that's where it comes from for you absolutely i mean that's what music has always been for me is uh the, the way that i've self-soothed the way that i've healed uh, and kisby ring is an interesting record you know i wrote that during the pandemic and um, every song on that record is about needing rescuing uh mm -hmm. in some way so that's why i titled it kisby ring um the gentleman that invented the, uh, you know, that, that orange lifesaver uh, ring that we all see that says emergency use only on it. His last name was Kisby, and uh, I wanted to kind of make it a little bit of a poetic nod <laughs> yeah. uh, to rescuing. And uh, so each, each song is either social justice uh, that needs rescuing, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, a relationship that was struggling that needed rescuing, mental health. And uh, my career also was was in there, so that was that was the theme of that record. It was a very thematic album. Yes, yes, I hear that. I I, I have to mention the 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 harmonies. Well, specifically, we're we're focusing on second chances. They're so exquisite. And are, are those again all your harmonies, like layered on top of each other? Other than the yeah, ones so every every single al uh, song is me, except for uh, my amazing backup singers Paula Fong and uh, Philip Glenn are singing with me on Simple Life, Night Train, and Darkest Hours. And those folks are just two of the most talented people I think I've ever had the honor of playing music with. I mean, um, I just am so lucky to have this incredible band in LA. Wow. 
It's, it just comes out just so so exquisite to my ears. I, I love love those harmonies. Uh, you know, we I'm glad we did get emergency use only because of the reference you just made um, mm-hmm. off of Kisby Ring. And do you want to kind of dive into a little bit of uh, the making of Night Train, the writing of Night Train? And- yeah, absolutely. So Night Train is a, a really kind of interesting piece. Um, I was having a lot of nightmares, you know, during this process of, of grieving the relationship. And I very vivid dreams. And uh, I would take a minute to do a voice memo every morning and, and uh, you know, recall these kind of night terrors or some of them would be kind of whimsical and strange and upside down topsy-turvy mm-hmm. and I decided to just make a song out of these strange dreams and uh, what it's like to be in the thick of grieving uh, at night <laughs> yeah. and uh, what it's like to wake up in the morning and realize like oh my goodness you're you're kind of living in a little bit of a nightmare as well what if all these dreams come to life you know kind of worst case scenario yeah. dreams um, so that's what Night Train is about. Uh, and the process of recording that was really fun because my, my six-piece band got in the studio. Uh, one room, we, we didn't even have isolation booths, and we decided to film ourselves with an incredible cinematographer out in L.A., uh, Ian McIntyre. And he came in and he filmed us, and then we recorded live at Sonic Boom Studios with Kevin Jarvis here in, here in Venice. And we did one shot, one take, and um, that was printed and pressed on the record. Just like that. Wow. Just like that. It, sound, it yeah, does we sound pretty really fresh. hard. Yeah. It does we sound rehearsed. Fresh. We rehearsed a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we just jumped in and I was like, here's the charts, fellas. Let's go. It was like <laughs> we spent months kind of really trying to nail it, getting it down live, okay. you know? Yeah. It sounded really great. And I sure appreciate that that uh explanation because i was kind of following it and you can tell you know like take me away but it doesn't sound all pleasant like dreamy you know like pleasant dreams and uh that sure helps me wrap my head around a little bit um i want to i we made a note here because sometimes you know i'm sure this happens with a lot of folks one specific lyric just pops out and um oh, yeah. an emergency use only is just beautiful line the arc of what we learn Depends on how, depends on how hard we try. <laughs> yes, thank and you I, for noticing that, that one. That was just like boom, <laughs> you know, mind blow. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> and it, and how did you interpret that? Because I think a lot of people interpret that differently. I'm curious. Oh, um, boy, you're asking me a question. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah. When it you goes, Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, for me, it was um, really when you. You know, for me, it's uh, there's no such things as mistakes, only lessons. So ah, some of these, you nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, when we and learn, doing, from... I think it's doing. You know, you, you can show up with action, right? Mm. You can you can know all the facts in the world. I think that what it really is saying there's different ways of being an intelligent human. Uh, you could you can be book smart. You can know all the math in the world. You can be an academic, but it's about how you show up emotionally, right? Yeah. It's about how you travel through this life. And uh, I think that I value personally, I value emotional intelligence, intelligence above everything else. Oh, amen. I think that gets folks further in, in happy towards happiness and peace 
then you, you know, any book will ever get you. You can you can figure out all kinds of stuff. You know, again, if you and show up and, and give it an effort, like you said, you know, it's not, not doesn't matter what you know. It's about how hard you tried. Exactly, and what you do, and uh, yeah, exactly how you show up, how you connect, how you're curious, how you hold space. Yeah. That's exactly what that line is about. Uh, I, it 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 hit me. It hit me hard. Oh man! Um, well, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that 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 was a fun line to write. It kind of just came out. So I'm I'm so glad that it resonated with definitely you. Definitely with me. Um, you know, as a uh, what they what the term that I saw floating around was genre fluid. Uh, you <laughs> definitely are, and I understand. Um, I found some uh, cuts into pop music. So from pop to punk. Um, you know, blues, uh, you just, you just cover the gamut. Um, <laughs> how, how does, uh, does the genre pick you or you pick the genre? Like when you're writing a song, does it feel like this or do you write specific for a genre? Do you know what I'm trying to ask? Like, how do you even, when, do. when all those colors are available for your painting, how do you pick blue? Well, first of all, I just want to say that is the exact metaphor that I use for producing is painting. Mm. and color so mm -hmm. thank you for that that's uh you're the first person that has said that before i got to it um because it is a landscape of sound right yeah it's, it's literally you have a canvas full of of frequencies and sound to play with and so when you said does the genre choose me or do i choose the genre that is an incredibly beautiful poetic question and i think it is something that is inside of me that i'm inspired by it's a resonation, some, something that resonates within me. Mm -hmm. um, and I listen to every single kind of music, you know. Uh, I listen to pop, I listen to blues, rock, folk, all, all of it. And I think if, if I hear a song, and I, I mostly dive into this, the landscape of sound, like I mostly am thinking about the mix, the production, the frequencies, the plugins used, all the, the bells and whistles and tricks. And I want to not steal that, but I want to be inspired by that and let it guide me in my next uh, creative exploration. Gotcha. So it's really inspiration, you know, that I get. And I think that this, I can speak for most of my artist friends. Is we'll see here, we'll see something, hear something, go to an art gallery opening. I'll see one of my favorite musicians play mm -hmm. and I'll just be full of, inspiration and I'll be full of ideas after that so it really depends on like who I'm kind of into at that time to be honest yeah well could you I don't know kind of put you on the spot I mean free form like the top three to five artists that you've seen recently that inspired you yeah well I can definitely share with you some artists that I've heard recently and some that I've seen live so kind of through and through in my musical journey um a band called the wood brothers oh god i don't know if you <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> those guys are wild i i actually saw them at largo a beautiful theater in la and it was and i'm not a i'm not a religious person i'm a very open-minded human in terms of spirituality and religion i'm curious about that but i felt for the first time every hair on my body was standing up yeah. Uh, I, I had full body goosebumps. Uh, I felt like I was in church watching those guys yeah. play. Yeah. And uh, I was, I heard the song, The Muse, 
I was forever moved. I cried. I sobbed. You know, if music can take you on an emotional journey like that, then you've done something very well. Um, and that is that that I took a lot of inspiration from that concert, and has it's been the thread that has run through my journey. Um, I also am a huge, massive fan of Andrew Bird and Bonnie Bear. Uh, I love how they're both twisting genres constantly. You know, Bonnie Bear goes from folk to electronic beautifully. Uh, he explores different instrumentation that's so unique and out of this world and. I'm always blown away by what Justin Vernon is doing. Um, and then, you know, lately for this new album, I, I got into an artist named Donovan Woods. Have you heard of Donovan Woods? That name comes up. I think we've received the music, but I'm not familiar enough. Go ahead. Yeah, he is just purely a beautiful songwriter. And um, I came upon his music because I one of my students that I teach guitar to brought in a song of his and I just, fell in love and I did a deep dive and um, that a lot of what I was listening to making second chances was with Donovan Woods. Yeah. Big, big, big inspiration there. Um, big inspiration. That's cool. Thank you for sharing those. Um, and wow. I, the Wood Brothers, aren't they also from Colorado? No, I think the Wood Brothers are actually from South Carolina. I, okay. I believe they're southern. They're southern boys. Yeah. Okay, because they, I know they. Yeah. they I'm they, not sure exactly where, but I do believe they're southern. Okay, I know they have a huge Colorado following, and they play there, and that's where I saw them as well. Um, oh yeah, yeah. They, they have they have a pretty decent following, kind of everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. They're just great. They are amazing. <laughs> oh my God, I uh, saw them once with the. Uh, it was around Christmas time, and Amy Helm was with them, and they do they did uh, together. You know how the way like they like to gather around the microphone at the end, you know, just yep. acapella yep. and just their voices. And with her, they did uh, "Must Be Christmas," and it was just. Oh, uh, and I'm saying similarly, I'm I'm not religious, but I do consider myself a highly spiritual person, and that mm -hmm. just moved me beyond. I can that was so seven years ago, and it just right there in my mind. It's just beautiful. Beautiful music. Um, That's gorgeous, of, gorgeous. Keeping uh, the theme of live music around, I know you got some tours coming up. It looks like uh, you're going to be kind of staying close to home through February. Yeah. And I'm so excited. Then you're coming out east in a little yeah. later, and you got FAI in February. Yeah, so I'm really excited about February, actually. I'm going to be going to Denver before I go to Folk Alliance. Um, so I'll be playing three shows uh, in Colorado, uh, one of which is at Swallow Hill, which is one of the most kind of iconic folk venues, uh, listening room. I'll and then, um, what was that? I'll see you there. Oh, yay. <laughs> I already got Wonderful. my tickets. <laughs> yes. Oh, beautiful. I'm so happy to hear that. That's great. Um, and then, yeah, then I'm heading out to a showcase at uh, Folk Alliance International again with my backup singer and a, a band that's going to be all Kansas musicians. So that'll be oh, super wow. fun. My, uh, my guy, Devin, I should have given Devin Karen a shout out. Uh, he actually played pedal steel on the record. So I did not play every instrument you hear. There's two tracks that Devin is playing pedal steel on and he's going to be joining us in that live band in Kansas city. That would be awesome. That's right down the road yeah. too. Um, well, yeah, you know, I'm I'd really excited. I saw also like later on in July there was a Chicago date, so I'm like figuring all this out. I'm putting this together. I'm putting your tour together. 
Not that I'm your agent, but um, if you, <laughs> that's far enough advance. We would sure love to have you in Lincoln, specifically here at the studio. If you could come in on yeah. a Sunday, we could have you here during Deb's Prep Show. But we have yeah. some fabulous underwriting venues. We could try to hit, help hook you up. And um, we have a nice little, <clears throat> excuse me, it's called LAFTA, Lincoln Association for Traditional Arts. And uh, Ooh, they get lovely. some really nice art, uh, artists in here. So we'd sure love to Ow. see you come around. Oh, gosh. I will get you in touch with my booking agent, Louise, after this call. I would awesome. love that. That would be amazing. Yeah, she's she's setting up an amazing Midwest tour, and it might even kind of go into the East Coast as well. Uh, it, I'll be out on the road for a little over a month uh, that summer playing Mile Music in uh, Milwaukee or right outside of Green Bay, uh, I believe. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. I would love to come to Nebraska. Sweet. That would be a blast. Sweet. Uh, okay. Well, Sophie keeps, so folks can keep up with your busy ass. Can you tell <laughs> us <laughs> where we, uh, your socials and such, and so they can follow and try to keep up? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm really pretty active on Instagram. That's kind of where I am mostly. Uh, so that's just going to be Abby Posner Music, and that's A B B Y. P-O-S-N-E-R, and um, you can find me on all of the Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, um, Abby Posner. You can go to abbyposner.com. Uh, but, yes, I'm, I'm, that's, that's where I'm at. Okay. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. We're going to close out with uh, Second Chances, and uh, I understand that it, the, the kind of, the, as you mentioned, it was a healing process of the, the whole album. But it wasn't just a queer love story. You, you it wasn't took a, just a queer love story. You exactly. took it a little further exactly. than that. Could you go into that a little bit and then set up second chances for us? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so you know, it, it, a lot of a lot of the album does come off as though it is a love letter to my my ex partner, um, but really it kind of comes down to a lot of inner growth at the end, um, where I'm realizing what I really want from love, uh, what I really deserve, um, what I really long for in terms of partnership. And um, this this journey, this, this album uh, really helped me with that to kind of put that in perspective. Um, the, the, the title track of the record, Second Chances, the last song on the album is uh, very, almost like a peaceful lullaby. Uh, you, could, you could think of it to myself or to my ex <laughs> mm -hmm. about, um, you know, family and partnership and stability and growth. And, you know, the, the album is also uh, a repair. It's, a, it's an album that is repairing an attempt to repair a relationship and to kind of become more um, start over again on equal grounds. And so, in the next chapter of my life, you know, I, I feel very clear that I want equal partnership and that um, I think that everybody deserves someone that's going to choose them. So, um, Amen. That's, that's what I'll say about that. Yes, yeah, cheers. <laughs> that cheers is to so that, true. right? <laughs> that's all it's about. And I also get a sense, you know, it's self-reparation. Uh, yes, it, yes it is. And it, and it has been. And playing these songs and, you know, I've been on several tours now since, since the album came out, and even before the record came out. And playing these songs live has been really healing for me. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Awesome. Beautiful, beautifully well said. Uh, Y'all, we've been listening to Abby Posner, and uh, we are going to close out.
with uh, her song Second Chances. And thanks so much again, Abby. I can't wait to see you in February. Twyla, I, I'm just honored. Thank you. And it's just been a real pleasure. Awesome. We'll see you down the road. Folks, the Second right, Chances. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.